to the 16th episode of Fantasy Sports Fiends Podcast. I am your host, Ron Ron. And today we have a new guest, finally on the podcast. One of the originals, OGs of the Sports Fiends. Back for the first time. Anthony Sanchez, a.k.a. Ams. You were actually my first guest on the original podcast, The Sports Fiends. Yes. So now you're back. This is, I want to say you were, this is like your fourth time doing it with us, but you were in a group. Yeah. We were in a group before. Today's a one-on-one. I chose you for a reason. Ah, you're going to leave us soon to uh, future endeavors. Yep. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or, or we just say you're going to, you know. Yeah, I'm leaving for a few. I'm leaving for a few. You're leaving for a few. And so I wanted to make sure I had you on I me. Mean, I tried other weeks to get you on, you know, busy man here and there. First of all, thank you for your support. Always when I've done I've done the podcast, you know I love you, bro. And um, but the main reason why I wanted you on the podcast this week to start off the podcast is the whole fantasy football luck versus skills. Oh man, we <laughs> know. We're on we my know. side with this right now. You just lost a crazy. I think you showed me a screenshot. You lost by like yes. a point. I lost by a point, uh, less than a point. If you want to get down to you know fractional points. Yeah, it was fractional points, but yeah, pretty much one point. And how many leagues you played in this year? Uh, I did two leagues. I did our live drafts, and and then I joined another league. But usually, I only do the live drive. I'm not. I wasn't really going into a lot of leagues. It's just a couple. So I did two this year. The other league. Well, how many? How many people? Like same kind of format. How was it? Yeah, it was pretty much. What we, it was a ten people, ten league people league. So ten teams. So it was pretty, pretty much easy to have a good squad. So everybody was pretty, pretty much stacked. That's how it is, but not for nothing. It's actually hard because everybody is stacked. And yeah, so, yeah. Because my girl's work uh, league, that she had a stacked squad. But look, she had the top seed, most points, and taking out the first. Her, her she had the bye week. Yeah, me too. Bye, so, she got taken out. Same thing. Lost. I had, I had the bye week, and then got taken out. Yeah, she yeah. lost by I want to say like five. Let's say mm. over this past weekend, because certain things have happened in real life, not fantasy life, but in real life, a few people have passed away, and so I was on social media, you know, talking about you know depression, stress, anxiety, all that stuff. And the crazy thing was on Sunday, my girls, she stepped away, like she went shopping. You know, we just made sure her lineup was set. This is, you know, like she had no worry in the world about her what her fantasy team is doing. Yeah. None. Me, I'm home all day watching the games. I, I'm in, in three leagues. I was in the playoffs. So I'm like watching these games, you know, you already know there's, there's this stress, the stress, anxiety of like that. My team, I hope they perform, how they do the thing. And y'all lost it all three leagues. Like I knew by like Sunday night, I'm like, I have a chance. That's not really good for me. Yo, I have a did. chance. I got my kicker left. You know, I got a chance. No, I'm not. I'm going to lie to you. One one league, I had a good chance. Like I was like, damn, it's like Hunt. It was Kareem Hunt versus Landry. And it was like a tie matchup at that point. And I felt like, yo, I have a good shot here. But yo, Landry's been kidding lately. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I had to switch up my mindset the last few weeks because I was getting stressed out because in that league, I was 6-0 and or 5-0, and one of the two. And then wow. I wanted a losing streak. Like, if I won six, I lost like five in a row. Wow. 
And there was like different little things that I was, you know, I had injuries. I had Kittle was out. Zeke went from a top five running back to nothing without Dak. Nothing. So different little things. So I started overthinking. I started overthinking. And that was my, that's, oh, that's been my, my key, you know, learning lesson for this year was, yo, stop overthinking it, bro. Like if I would have not over thought so many things like quarterback who's the star this and that. if I just plug in guys on my bench like yo forget the waiver wire just plug in guys on my bench just plug in yeah I would have been better off I would have been better off yeah and and no so that's so this past weekend like this past few weeks I've been I've been with that mentality of like yo just start the guys that are on your team that's it yeah and whatever happens happens it's fantasy you know and like this year if you notice this year was the first year I pretty much did trades. I was I was open to doing trades because I I always draft and and whoever I draft I keep and just pick up people. But I won't trade. Like why trade the players? I felt drafting them that they will get me the win. You know. Yeah. So this year was the first year. If you notice, I was like ah whatever. Like more than half the team I drafted probably wasn't at Great. the end in my team. I want to say the only guy you got rid of in a trade that I was like that was a tough one and given the you know because we're in the keeper league was AJ Brown. He was like yes. that was like oh like that was a but I but I I needed I like I had to it was well, what week four or something and look at my quarterback Wentz he wasn't gonna cut it so you got you traded for Brady. Brady, yeah. Right. And at the end of the year, we made a trade because I feel like I made a trade with you the last couple of years. Like, nothing too crazy, but this year we actually did, like, a really good trade. Mm-hmm. I remember when we made it, everybody was looking at, like, oh, Ron, like Ronnie came off because this is when Herbert and Keenan Allen were hot. Yeah. And but- I felt, I felt like, yo, I'm paying, I'm paying a price here. Like, I'm downgrading. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll grade a receiver, but I'm giving him, at the time, I'm like, I'm giving you a running back, too. Yeah, yeah. I have Aaron Jones, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna give you a running back too. And he can't, he he's he's been the well, top one in the last couple like weeks. Like the top like running back the last five yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. So no, that was I think that was it was pretty even. It was pretty good for both. But that but you see the mentality that people have in the moment a trade is made. Yeah, they, forget it. No, King Allen, he was killing. He was killing. And then killing. you plug you plug them in with the quarterback, so it made right. it look like you really coming off with that. Yeah, but that's why I always tell people not to judge trades when it happens and how it looks, like, on paper. Wait till it, you know, falls out. Because even in other leagues, I'm looking at Montgomery, like, you see his schedule, like, yo, all right, this dude is not killing, but, yo, he has to be better once that schedule comes up. Mm-hmm. Like has to it makes it like if like if he wouldn't have done nothing these last few weeks then you know even next year like yo screw this guy this guy yeah yeah but no he 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 might be my keeper like exactly he might be worth keeping him and I mentioned this the other day because when the first episode we had a list of guys that we thought were gonna be busts guys were gonna do sleepers at each position yes and the one I made I'm like yo completely bound was Josh Allen at quarterback. He's been a stud. I want to say top three, maybe or maybe uh, I want to say only Kyler Murray probably ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Rodgers. But you got to look at it from when I said it, I was like, all right, what if he doesn't get as many rushing touchdowns this year? Because that's what really helped him last year. A lot, yeah. But I didn't give enough credit to the Bills was they got digs. Once they got digs, it made everybody else, like, it made John Brown number two. It made BZ number three. Like, you know, yeah. this gave them all these weapons and it opened up the playbook for them. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, that's nothing you, like, and we had no preseason this year to know, like. To know like, exactly, yeah. How crazy are these dudes going to look now in this offense? 
I was critical of Allen. I didn't really have confidence in him. I thought it was more like a, he was more like a little fluky, you know, like, all right, he did his thing, but I didn't, yeah. Him busting this year, it was, I would have predicted something like that. And I want to say that he was, like, last year, one thing from him, too, was that he was a gun gunslinger, like, forced throws. Yeah. And this year, you see, if you watch, you see, all right, he's... He might have had a couple, but he definitely... He, he toned it down. Yes, a lot, like 180 almost, because he, he, you see a couple he did in the beginning of the season, not so much no more. In the beginning of the season, he did a few. It reminded you of the same, all well, the same patterns, but he, yeah, 180, he did his thing this year. And I would like to think that he's probably in the top three conversation for MVP maybe this year. That's how great he's been. Not just for fantasy, but in real life. But to, back to David Montgomery, bro. Like, this dude, I talked him up. I'm like, yo, he's an RB2. He's not going to be, like, sexy, but he's going to be solid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, you know, he was solid, you know, but yo, like now? Yeah. Now it's like, how do you go into next year? How are you, how are you looking at him? Like, you, you have value, right? Because I think I told you, he, I dropped him in the fifth round. Fifth, yeah. So him in the fourth on in a keeper's league, that's actually not a bad keeper. Like, you, because you're going to, that's, you're already starting your draft with, with a, a minimum of running back, too. At minimum, yeah. So well, he's going to end up being an RB1 the way he's Definitely. Done. Definitely. Yes, it all depends on if you got a quarterback upgrade kind of thing because that's what's really holding back the Bears, bro. Like, they have some weapons on offense. They just have no quarterback. Come on, my boy Mitch, man, my boy Mitch. You really want to <laughs> nah, nah, put that out there? <laughs> I, you know, you you know, I I uh, I'm a defender of all these average quarterbacks, man. They they do their jobs. You know, I'm not gonna hate on them. Does he do his job? I know. I, I give. I, I mean, I'll they, give Alex Smith. They win, though, man. Like that's what counts. Oh, that's- if, you, if your team is win, what is any good to have uh, a Watson and and I and be only have four wins in the season? Like yeah, you know, it's not their fault, though. It's like yeah, but you know, it this way, if you put Watson on the Bears, we're talking Super Bowl with the Bears. Oh, okay. But okay. well, you know, my boy Mitch right now is gonna get you in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> is he? <laughs> Yo, and, and you know what's crazy about the just while we're on the subject on the Bears is that they really thought they like they had they traded for Nick Foles. Thought like, yo, worst case scenario, we'll just switch from Trubisky to Foles, and Foles was worse. Yeah, yeah, bro, Foles was worse, bro. Like you really would have thought a four Super Bowl MVP, decent. You know, like that's how bad Trubisky was. They thought like, yo, Nick Foles has to be an upgrade. And it wasn't. It was horrible. So no championships. You know, we're done. We're both done here. Nothing. Yeah, I'm done. Nothing to say. So I just want to give the only advice I have for people is try to enjoy the champ, the last week of fantasy football. Yeah, and like, uh, I didn't make the live league playoff, right? But I even um, watching other people's team and and the score, how they doing without having a fighting dog. Like I'm not rooting for nobody. It got it gets you like excited, like you know that matchup with with Donald and Raymond. We chatted yeah. on the side, and I was like, you know, it's, it's close, this and that. Like it was, even if it's not my team, but I was enjoying the, you know, just the fact of this playoff. You know, you got to win or go home. Yeah, and yo, and not for nothing, me, I, I, uh, not just me, a few of us, we kind of like more with we like to see new people win. So like. Yeah. If I'm not going to win, I'm going to root for somebody that hasn't won it. Mm-hmm. Like, so they got that chance to finally, you know, become champion and taste success, that kind of thing. But the but the thing I wanted to bring back up from the beginning was that whole luck skills thing. Yeah. See, 
I've been saying this shit for years and you finally this year, like you were antagonizing the people that really like take this shit. Like granted, we have this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. We take it seriously. We're competitive. We play. But we also know that there's a lot of shit out of our control. Yeah, you have no control over nothing. You can make your decision. You can set your lineup. You can have the best team. Yes. On paper, like, yo, you're going to win. You have a squad. And and then any given Sunday, just like in real life. Yeah. Like how the Jets beat the Rams. Anybody could be beat. That's it, yeah. And this and is it's why like you could have you could have the best lineup, perfect lineup. Everybody that you put in gave you the most points. That next team could just end up with more points than you. So is that you to have skills? No, you had the skills and you put the right lineup. You just had the bad luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just say his name because the the goalie Elias. His whole thing is like. If his team goes off his skills, if his team does bad, is oh, I had bad luck. Because luck goes both ways. Luck is good and bad. Yeah, good and bad, yeah. If you're going to bring up bad luck, then you can't ignore it when you have, like, crazy success. You know, you can't say, like, oh, so then you won a championship, so then luck had no no factor in it. So, like, luck, randomness, you know, avoiding injuries. Avoiding duds, because that's really like you know you can set a lineup and then you just be there like yo how the hell did you know this not that, this guy didn't do nothing he yeah. scored thirty fantasy points last week and this week he don't get what like what happened nothing yeah well that how Juju what Juju like oh lord came and came and get a point he just gave you negative points like did you see what I posted on yes yes oh, horrible. So just to describe it for some people, like, so I had this conversation because first of all, stat corrections happens the morning of like the next day. So Sunday night, the games happen. Stat corrections are already done by the next morning. Yeah. So that's what it is. A Monday morning. That's yeah. what it is. You should know already. Like, yo, you so whatever know, yeah. the score is, is the score. Yeah. So this guy must have been oblivious to it and asked a friend, like, what should I do? You know, I already have a. I guess it was like a one-point lead or something. I don't know what it was. No, yeah, he had like a fraction of a point lead. But he was, as I said, the other guy was done, and he was up. He was winning. He didn't need to do nothing. He could have said Juju. And he started Juju. He got negative points. And the negative brought him to the, the loss. To take a L. Yo, bro, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if something like that were to happen. I got it. And not for nothing, uh, so I was playing Hector on a Monday night. I relied on the Monday night game. I was up by a point and a half. And for most of the first half, Deontay Johnson had, like, nothing going on at first. Nothing, and yeah. I was like, yo, imagine, like, yeah. the donut, and I pulled this win. Like, he's going to be tight. He's going to be tight. As soon as I thought it, as soon as I thought it, Right then and there, that's when the answer just had to get a couple of catches. Got to give him. And that's who I had. That's who I had. I needed 20 from him to win. So you needed 20. I needed a donut. Yeah, well, I needed, yeah, he gave me, he gave me 19. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so it was basically one catch. I needed one catch from him, and I probably would have won. So for and then he dropped a few catches in the first half. No, that's what I'm you telling saw, you. Like, you it was game. that. Basically, at that point, bro, like, for me and my position, I needed an injury. Like, the way Eric yeah. Ebron got hurt. Pretty much. Eric Ebron got popped, got taken out the game. Done, yeah. I would have needed something like that to, like, hold off, hold him off. But, yo, I'm telling you, like, that. that's, like, the, a bittersweet feeling, right? I didn't advance. But now I'm playing for a couple of third place finishes without any pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No it happens, no it happens. Pressure. I could enjoy uh, my football this week while feeling that stress, bro. And it's yo, I didn't want to talk about like 
though, when I when we restarted this podcast, like the first episode was one of the things that I wanted to tell people was like, yo, like you gotta have fun with this shit. Like, yeah, this should be like, oh, like there's people that really like, oh, I'm not playing this next year. Like, oh, I, I didn't <laughs> like, make the playoffs. I didn't make the playoffs or like, how, why this is should be like a hobby, like something that to have fun with, because it, how are you going to do something that's going to stress you out? You, you, it bothers your personal life. Don't even play for that. You don't play. Like, how are you going to take out fantasy on, on your family? You know, the kids are making too much noise. I lost this week. Wow, get out of here. You'd be surprised. I've heard stories. Well, I'll name me names. I've heard stories of like people that lose like last minute, yeah, that no. week, or like just angry, you know, breaking their controls, shit yeah, like man. that. Like, yo, I mean, I mean, everybody's different. I just want, I would advise us to, you know, just take it for what it is. Like, if you win, be happy, have fun. That's you lose. It. It's the same thing. It's like, yo, like this. So the thing that people get confused is like they think like winning in fantasy somehow validates them that they're some kind of like genius or something. Yeah, no, you're the, you're the next GM. You're the next best GM. Like, And if that's the case, then you're in the wrong field. No, you're playing the wrong yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah, you're not here. Go. You definitely don't belong here. Yeah, like go go, go uh, on LinkedIn and like go go. You know, put go. that in your resume. Oh, I won this many fantasies. Yo, that'll be some shit, no? <laughs> I mean, you know, you go into an interview and you show you, you know, how many belts you won in fantasy. You never know. You might you might get hired. I'm glad you mentioned belt because if I were to win the championship with the belt, best believe I'm showing up to every barbecue every <laughs> get-together. With that fucking belt. <laughs> and I think people don't want to see that. So that's why they don't root for me. Well, if I ever do win, I'm just, a, it's just a, like, what we just saying. Look at that. I don't even take it that serious. And I beat you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. like really? You yeah. guys, you know, you guys, you know, certain people, you people bring binders and stuff and then do all these homework, <laughs> wake up at three in the morning, waiver wires. Like, I don't do none of that. I don't do none of that. And look, I won. So if I ever win, this is that's why I'm I, I'm gonna do it for. Man, he called out the people that wake up at three a.m. for for wires. Yeah, like nah, I'm getting my sleep. I, I'll take whatever is left over. Let's do our Vegas picks for this week. It's week sixteen. This is pretty much the last week where you could kind of play against Vegas because week seventeen, there's guys that might sit. sit. Yeah, you know, teams are probably you know already clinched the playoffs. They might not be playing for anything, so it's a little crapshoot for week seventeen. But for week sixteen, it's still like there's a lot of teams still in the race. Yeah, there's still stuff that has to be determined. Now, that extra wild card. I'm not gonna lie to you. That extra wild card. Yeah, that's a biggie, man. Wow, that that I like the whole it season. Be, it might be week seventeen that it's really like. Yo, like games are gonna matter because extra extra team on the playoffs, but also the the top seed is close too. Where it's it's close too. Nobody's running away with them. Mm -hmm. For this week, we'll we'll give our picks, and I'll start with you first. What's your first pick against the Vegas spread? So my first pick is gonna be Arizona against the Niners. I'll I'll take Arizona. They're giving the Niners five and a half, and I, I think the Niners are set. You know, they're 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 done. I don't think they're gonna. They got nothing to play for. They might even bench certain starters anyway. They got a bunch of injuries this year. So um, I want to say the goat. He had him as like a team that he didn't. He he was expecting the like the drop, like a team that made the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl like hangover kind of thing, but not the yeah. champion. The other team. 
Um, I just read today that George Kittle might play this week, even though they probably shouldn't take that chance. But, you know, for me, so I'm playing in for third place in two leagues. <laughs> Bring him back. my tight end. I, don't, I won't start him, though. I don't I don't even think uh, who's going to be quarterback. They might start, what's his name, uh, B-Head or whatever his name is. Yeah, they, they are, because Mullins went on the IR. Yeah, so it's been a bad year for you guys. A bunch of injuries that in, in San San Fran. My second pick, uh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. And the Steelers one, are getting a point and a half against the Colts. Steelers have to win. Like they were a spree game losing streak already. What is it? Sound like that? Yeah. So it's like it's a, they have to win right now. Like this game, and I think this game, if they lose, I want to say the Colts make up. Uh, they, I want to say they they the division. The division might be then in jeopardy for them. If the Colts lose. No, no, if the Steelers lose. Oh, yes. No, if the Steelers lose and the Browns win and the Browns play the Jets. Yeah. I believe they'll be tied. They'll be tied. So, it, for them, they, like, three-game losing streak, they're going to come in there mad, and they know they have to win. It's pretty much, like, more like a must-win to keep that division for them. So, I'm going to take them. Taking that one and a half, and then let me let me let me go to one of my picks here. I have here Redskins minus two and a half. They're playing against Carolina Panthers. They're at home. They're right now at top of the NFC least, <laughs> the NFC least. And then um, this is a revenge game for Ron Rivera. You know, we went from Carolina to Washington. I just think that right now they're the ones playing for more. Their defense is really good. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I still hate the fact that the Giants were trying to play to win last year. Mm-hmm. For no damn reason, and we miss out on Chase Young. Their defense is crazy. I, I, yeah, I'm a Giants fan. The Giants have played, you know, they overachieved in a sense this year that they weren't expected to be in contention. That's how bad the division is. But if there's one team that were to come out of the NFC East that I would feel uncomfortable playing in round one, it would be the Redskins. Yeah, as they have like yeah, the, with Alex Smith, capable. But to me, if Gibson is healthy, they have a good enough run game to have a good run game with a strong defense. They could, be, yeah, basically they could pull a upset. Exactly, and so that that's my team. So I have Washington minus two and a half this week to win and take control of the division. My last pick, uh, I'm going with the Titans. They're getting three points against the Packers. This is the Sunday night game. Yeah, Sunday night game. I don't got confidence in the Packers. They show that every week to week, it's like you know, different feelings from them. Like, you don't know... You don't know what Packers team you're going to get. You might get the explosive Packers team, and then the next week they play two quarters explosive, and then they die off, like, uh, you know. And the Titans, I think the Titans got a way better team than the Packers. Green Bay's at home. It's a Sunday night game. December is usually Derrick Henry's month where he goes in and goes ham. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I You traded for Tannehill. I traded for Tannehill. That dude has been a revelation with Tennessee. He's a whole different. He's literally, he's literally, he's a top ten quarterback. Like whatever he was in Miami, yeah, different dude with Tennessee. They got weapons. The only thing about Tennessee is that defense is kind of leaky. But I like the plus three with that pick. My second pick, I have the Seahawks minus one and a half. They're playing against the Rams. This one is basically like just from beginning of the year. I actually liked the Rams earlier this year. Like their defense is a, not a must win for either team, but this is a must win for the division. Like whoever wins this game, my draw the, the NFC West. Yeah. So I like the Seahawks. They're at home. And then my last pick is the Giants. A little bit homer pick, plus 11 at Baltimore. I'm not, I'm not sure yet if Daniel Jones is going to play or not. To me, it doesn't really matter. I just think the Giants' defense 
is solid enough. They didn't have Bradbury the other night. He was on the, I think, the COVID list. I think the defense is solid enough where they keep it close. They keep it ugly and close. That's 11 points. Yeah. Like Baltimore just had their best game. They haven't looked good all year. They just had, And that's the Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the Giants have been competitive most of the year. That's a lot of points there. I'm taking the points. I was going to ask you if you wanted to go to Jersey this weekend. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to go, but um, somebody always goes. Yeah. So. Now we gotta, this is the last week I feel like. We should hit it Right up. now the lines. I, I, before we record, I was like, yo, what's good with these lines? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like at least five games with like double digits. Mm-hmm. And, not, and that isn't even like bad teams either. Like I told you, like right now the Giants. Like, yeah, the Giants are not a great team, but they're not like they're not the freaking Jets. Yeah, they're not. But then again, if you saw the little thing of if you had the Bengals and the Jets were like Oh man, that was a nice payout. <laughs> What was it? Nine nine G's? Something crazy? No, no, no. It was, was no. It was uh fifteen hundred or or a, a thousand, even in the fifteen hundred were like ten dollars. Yeah, were like $10. yeah dollars or yeah something like that. That was nuts. Fifteen dollars, eleven hundred, something like that. I want to look right now quickly just to see if there's any. I mean, heavy underdogs that would be like give you that kind of payout. The Jets, again, if you were to pick them against the Browns, they're at home. Falcons and the Giants are the biggest underdogs this weekend. Mm. Falcons against the Chiefs and the Giants against the Ravens, if you were to want to do something similar. (laughs) Falcons, I don't know. Yo, they're the weirdest team, bro. That might be interesting. They're the weirdest team. And let's transition into NBA. I have here in the background the Nets and Warriors game. The Nets were up by 20 the last time I checked. And I got a few text messages saying, look at Durant, look at Kyrie, blah, 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 blah. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. <laughs> but the other NBA season is, is already upon us. So let's give out some predictions for this season. First, going to ask you for playoff teams, but this, since they have the play-in tournament, yeah, it's really like, yo, most teams are going to be in it to at least make the playoffs or at least play in the play-in tournament kind of thing. So... I like the format. I don't know about you. It makes you fight that much harder for the top, like, six seeds. Mm-hmm. There's a point in the season where teams are like, yo, f- oh, we're good. We're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and they – yeah. players, whatever, whatever, low management, all that. So this keeps teams like, yo, you have to keep playing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it just, yeah, it gives, you, it gives you that fire. Like, oh, nah, wait, we have chance. Believe it or not, we might be down here, but little by little we could climb into that play-in. So I like that. I like that as part of the bubble. What's going to be interesting is that a lot of teams look stronger in the bubble, and this is before they made any trades or any signings this offseason, like the Suns. Yeah. Strong, they added Paul. Then you had the Heat, who made the championship. And some people was like, yeah, the Heat had a strong team, but, like, would that have happened outside the bubble in a regular, regular? The regular, season? yeah. I mean, and you then, had a lot of people, a lot of players that were shooting way better in the bubble than they ever shot in, like, a regular NBA game. Like, everybody's numbers, percentage-wise, shooting-wise, went up. Which so. goes to show you that home field, home court advantage is important because, yo, like, players feed off of that. And there yeah. are players that don't feed off of that. Like, they, they perform better Better with it, I've yeah. I'm not, I'm not lie to you. Like, like the one thing that also oh, the one big factor with why players were also very, you know, good and and fresh was they didn't have to travel. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing that's like, yo, that's always been a thing. Like, I never no jet lag, you know, none did. of that. I know Vegas knows because Vegas always does the whole, like, if you're trying yeah, to they, yeah. to west or west to east, 
Like, this guy's just waking up. How he's going to be running down the court. So, like, and then usually, I mean, in football, you see the points. It, it differs by, like, a few points. If, like, yeah, this team is on is, is on the road and is a better team, but we're not going to give them as many points. Yeah. Traveling and it's a three-hour time difference, that kind of thing. So, that's one thing. So, this year, what they've done with the, you know, the, the schedule is condensed. So, it's like 72 games in a short amount of time. What they try to do is have teams play back-to-backs, but not, like, traveling in those back-to-backs. So it's like the Knicks okay. and Saturday, they'll play at home against one team but then play the next day two at home but against a different team. Yeah, yeah. Or they play back-to-back and it's road and road. It's, just, it's like the same two teams. Okay. So it's not like one team has an advantage of being on the back-to-back and the other team doesn't. So mm-hmm. that's one part of it. But then you also have, bro, they only had like a month off. Yeah. They only that's had like a month off. So this season is, well, well, last season was crazy. Well, if you think about it, some teams had like, uh, you know, nine months off. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the main team, I mean, like the Lakers and the Heat are going to be at a disadvantage. They basically had a month off. So the They're the only team, there. right? I think it's 70-something days, I think it'll be. In total, that's how long it was? I feel yeah, like it, it was, was shorter. It was, it was something months. like... Maybe it's been two months. Maybe it's been two months. Yeah, it's going to be... I think it was something like 70 days or 72 days between the last game or the final, the beginning of the final and the, and the first game of the season, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, let's go first. Let's start off with, before we pick the, like our finals predictions, and let's go with MVP first. Who do you have as... Uh, who's going to win the MVP this year? MVP, basically... Uh, it's hard to pick an MVP, I think, because it's you know it's definitely gonna be one of these big names. You're not gonna it's not like you're gonna have you know one of these guys coming off the bench and just becomes an MVP right now. Mm. But uh, I want to give uh, Damon Lillard a chance. I think I think he's gonna perform this season and. and make the team be uh, back on the top of the conference. So if he could do that, you know, that that's a lot of, you know, that, that gives you a lot of brownie points in, in the MVP talk. Because, you know, well, they were eight, nine. They yeah. play in tournament. They got in. So if he could actually bring them back to the top of the of the conference and then put up the numbers he puts up, you could put him up there. I like that pick. I, he was one of the few that was playing above his, his ass, bro, in the bubble that we were like, yo, like amazed at him. I want to see he was actually like 40, 50 points. And that stretch to get them into the playing tournament, getting made the playoffs from that tournament. And then, you know, they lost in the round one to the Lakers. But if there was one team, I honestly, I always felt like, yo, like if anybody's going to give them the most combo in the West, it was going to be the Blazers. Mm. And part of that was Nurkic, bro. Like he missed most of the year. He was a big reason why I felt like they weren't in the playoffs to start the bubble. Yeah. You know, like, so I like Nurkic. He's healthy. They traded for Covington. I like that pickup. Yeah. Brought back Melo. Gary Trent Jr. was did his thing. Uh, yeah, Lillard is always like top five-ish of like, you know, like he's always yeah, like valuable, but never over the hump. The guy I picked was Luka Doncic for MVP. I just think that he's like that fresh, you know, like superstar, like the next one. Mm-hmm. They're already on his dick. Let's, let's be real. Like, they already like, yeah, on his yeah. dick. And Giannis already had his run. And I just look at the teams and I'm like, yo, if you look at rosters and where Dallas was last year, and most of the time, you know, Przingis doesn't play a full amount of games, that Dallas doesn't have a squad. Like, yeah, like, not really. Should they really be that good? Yeah. So it's because of him. It's because of him. And this is the same way I felt about Giannis the last few years. I'm like, yo, who's really like the number two? Is if is Middleton. You know, this year they have a crazy squad, so I'm not going to feel like 
yo, Giannis now doesn't have that help because they have a better squad now with Drago. Yeah. But Doncic is that one dude I'm looking at. I'm like, yo, who's going to do the most with the least? Mm-hmm. To me, it's Doncic. That's and and again, a fresh name, man. Well, to your point with Giannis, when he won that first uh, MVP, you notice it was the team itself did better. His numbers didn't go get crazy. Right, 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 right. You know, it was just the team itself got better. So with me, with Lillard, it's the same thing. Like, his numbers might not get oh, a big jump from what he did last season, but I think he'll bring his team higher in the conference that, that will prove that, you know, he, he made them better and that he, you know, he'll be deserving as an MVP. Now, I hear you because that's, that's the whole, like, they're going to go from barely making the playoffs yeah. to possibly a top three seed, let's say. Yeah, I mean, if you if they go top three seed, then you know uh, my prediction is looking kind of good right now. If they do finish at three, if I'm just thinking at the top of my head, I'm gonna remove Houston from the top of the mix because I think they trade James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, say Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets, and with the Nuggets, you could probably put the Blazers or maybe Dallas, maybe you know one of those teams where maybe they could. Take out nuggets from like that third seed kind of thing, like so yeah. I can see I could see that, but yeah, no, I, I like the Blazers. I've been like the Blazers last year. I really thought that they could beat the Lakers. It's just one of those thing, things where it was like the gas, you know, like they they, they just they fought too hard, too quickly, too quickly. And yeah. the Lakers were the Lakers did everything where it was like, yo, we know what the end game is, so we could rest this dude here. We're we're not gonna like they literally had to play Lillard and McCullum who had, like, a back issue, like, mm-hmm. 46, 48 minutes. Yeah, every game, man. Could, they, once they sat down, that's it. They, they, they were done. They were so done, yeah. They had to play that way, but they did it for too long. Whereas, like, yo, eventually, yo, as, as crazy as – and I want to say Lillard got hurt at one point, no? Like, right yeah, he, got hurt. yeah he, he got hurt at the end, too, yeah. Wrist or finger or something. The finger, yeah. yeah. So, bro, like, you can't – I mean, that's why, I, like, I feel like the what the Lakers did – and not to get off talk, because I'm going to speak about that league, but, like, they did the perfect thing for this year where they got guys where at first I'm like, yo, what are they doing? Like, Schroeder, Harrell, like, it didn't feel like they needed those players. But then I started looking into how, yo, that they plan to, they, yo, they're not going to take a chance with LeBron playing 30, no. 40 minutes. No. So they're going to need those dudes where it's like, yo, like, those dudes, even off the bench, they will perform, yeah, and give you points. Score. And, and, and yeah. they were, their team is going to be formidable if they have to rest LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, mm-hmm. And so that, that to me, I was like, all right, this they're they're thinking long game. They're not thinking, like, yo, we got to win six, let's, what is it, 72 games? So yeah. They're not thinking, yo, we got to win 55. Yeah, yeah. They're okay with 48, you know, like. Yeah. 48 gets us in, and we're trying to win a championship again. That's it. Um, and what about um, rookie of the year? Who do you have as rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Uh, I like – not that I like, but that's going to be my pick. I think he's all right. He's pretty good, actually. He showed uh, he showed he could play uh, Keelan, Keelan Hayes from uh, Detroit. Yeah. Point guard. So it's tough with rookie of the year because, one, like, which rookie – it's only a handful of rookie that will start. Right. Or, you know, and like, I'll get the enough minutes to, to perform. But um, I think um, I seen him. He played the Knicks twice. They played the Knicks twice. He didn't look that crazy against the Knicks. He did. He did show little flashes of like he he'll he they'll give him burn. They'll put him out there, and he I think he'll get his minutes and and be able to perform if if he could start knocking down the shots. I want to say they made him 
Like, even though they have Derrick Rose there, they already said, like, nah, Hayes is going to be the dude for us. Like, mm. Rose will be the backup. And Rose has accepted that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I looked at it from, like, the handful of rookies. Who's going to start? Who's going to get burned? Because it's not necessarily, like, who's really the best player. Again, it's like mm-hmm. MVP. It's not really who the best player is. Yeah, yeah. It's who's going to put up the numbers and show enough that the voters are going to say, you know, this is the guy. Yeah, he's the rookie. He's the, he's the best rookie this year. Yo, so to me, I picked LaMelo. This is the dude I was hoping the Knicks would get. Like, this dude, to me, the comparison I've been giving to people, and he has proven me right so far, is Jason Kidd. He's mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, bro. Like, if you just can accept the fact, like, Jason Kidd cannot shoot for his life the first yeah, time and, his career. And, uh, I was gonna not that I was gonna pick him, but I was looking and he can't really shoot. Like can't well he he he, he hasn't even been knocking it. down the shots. Not that he can't shoot, he haven't been knocking them down. You know, maybe in the season starts and he just starts, you know, making them in. But he hasn't been a great shooter so far in the preseason. But That's his passing not his game. That's not his game. But his yeah, his passing is forget it. Like I saw a few passes, it was like, wow, like how how he even thought of how did he even see that lane to pass the ball there? Like Right. You know it's crazy that his brother, Lonzo he never got that chance. What part of it has been injuries? You know, he's been injured. He hasn't really, like, been the main guy to show that. You show him flashes. And I want to say the Lakers, I think the second year was right when they got LeBron. So it's like, yo, like, then once they got LeBron, it's like, it's not your show no more. Like, you can't That's show. It, yeah. So even, and then the third year, he gets, he's the Pelicans. And he has Drew Holiday that he has to, like, share the ball with. And yeah. the backcourt with. And then but later on. It's Zion. Like, it's so I think that's part of, you know, the appeal now. Like, yo, those players can, can still exist in the NBA, bro. Like, that's, that's how special their passing is. Because if you look at it from this way, like, yo, like, these dudes is like a tall point guard. Like, mm-hmm. a LeBron, like, in a sense, LeBron is a tall point guard. A big point guard, yeah. Forward, a point forward. And these dudes, they have that advantage with that. And so the one thing that separates LaMelo from Lonzo, they both not good shooters, but LaMelo seems to have a better, like, scoring like what do you call it like he has like a better field for score if he has to score no I think he's more skilled with with like dribbling and like creating uh, a shot for himself or you know like more like bringing it in or I think he has more the skills maybe he learned that from you know just right as a little brother like okay I'm gonna do that but I'm gonna I'm, I've been doing you just started doing that at 16 I'm eight years old and by the right, time right, I'm 16 right. I'm gonna wait do it way better and I think that's with him that's what it is I think he's little brother seeing the big brother and just grabbing that from much younger and just developing, you know, to a better of his brother. So when I, when I say I'm going with LaMelo, I'm being a little realistic with projections as far as, like, even though it would be, like, let's say 13 points, six, seven assists, five rebounds, decent shooting, whatever. But I, I think his thing that's going to sell for Rookie of the Year is going to be, like, I think his passing so good and what I've seen from Charlotte, maybe maybe I'm not paying attention to the standings, but from what I see, is just like, yo, those kind of players, the Jason Kidd type of players, if you remember the Nets when they had, like, Kerry Kittle, Kenya Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, they weren't crazy players. It's just Kidd was that special. Yes, he made running them. Running the team, the offense, and he made those players, like, they played fun. They played, they were, you know, loose. Yeah, they loops, Fast break. So I just think that, yo, that's going to help some of those players in, in Charlotte that they were, like, Miles Bridges, bro. Like, that dude wasn't looking like anything the first two years in the league. Mm-hmm. Now he he gets to play off of a mellow. 
And yo, yo, you see him as on ESPN now with the highlights and highlight, yeah, yeah. Oh, like he's gonna, he, he might be like somebody that we're gonna be like, oh shit, like look at this, look at this combo. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I like, I don't know, bro. Like, I wish, you know, we have bad luck. You know, we always end up with like the eighth, ninth pick. Yeah, bro. That was the one dude that I felt, you know, great about. And I will say this too about when we talk about our Knicks is Obi Toppin, like. If, if I knew Obi Toppin was going to get 30 minutes, I would pick him. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust it. I see they still have Julius Randle. Yes. Uh, yeah. those, you know, the coach, I think he's going to be, like, veteran heavy, at least especially in the first half of the year. And yeah. So he, otherwise, because... He would, because he's, he's uh, you know, they, they're talking about it like, oh, yeah, like, one of them, he might be one of the top, you know, rookie of the year combo. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably got the skills and he... he but I don't think he'll get the chance to to play like as many minutes. To, like I said, who's gonna get the the minutes and, and give us the points and and do what you know? If you don't play, how you gonna you know? You're not gonna. I'm not saying you're gonna be you're the best rookie, but if you don't give the minutes, you don't get the minutes. Then how you gonna be rookie of the year? Like I don't think. Uh, yeah, Toppin. I don't think he's gonna have enough uh, minutes to to perform and give us rookie of the year status. Got you. And I'm with you with that. And let's do this. Uh, I told you to pick two teams. One, the most surprise, like a team that could surprise us and a team that's going to be most disappointing. One on each conference. I'll start first. I have here the the team that's going to be most disappointing in the East. I have the Nets. I told you this before we start recording. We're watching the yeah. game. And people are already texting me like, oh, that should have been the Knicks with Kareem and KD. Look how they're beating the Warriors. Mind you, the Warriors are missing Draymond. They have no clay. Yeah. It is what it is. But my main thing is about health. They could look great when they're healthy. And enough for nothing, it's not even KD. I, I see more health concerns with Kyrie because it's yeah. always something with Kyrie. Oh, every, oh. Uh, what is it? Takes out of eight seasons or whatever? Like. Yeah, so that that's really why I feel like the, like people, yes, if healthy, if they're healthy, they should be fighting for a title. They have good enough depth. They got those two superstars. But health is a, is a big factor, especially in this season where it's, you know, it's crammed. Crammed you know up, they're yeah. going to miss games. You know both of them. They, they're going to have, yeah, you have, yeah. And I just see it as, you know, people are looking at it like, I've, First of all, I just have the Bucks right there. Like the Bucks are the the cream of the crop in the East, and then it's like the the Heat and Sixers right after that. And then maybe you put the Nets right below with the Celtics. Like 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 it's like a little tiers. Yeah. But to me, the Bucks are that team, and I feel like so, people are actually putting the Nets up there, and I wouldn't. So um, let me give you my first team real quick because you you just you know my first team from the East. You just said you know uh, the Bucks, and you mentioned certain teams, but Toronto was uh, the second seed, so yeah. you didn't even mention them. Nah, you're and right. Like the, that's actually my bus team for for this year. You know, I, I feel like they they they're gonna drop off. You know, they were number two seed last year. I I don't give them more than fifty this year. Six at six at most. And on top of that, they lost Ibaka. They lost lost Marcus Saul. They lost yeah. like a little bit of their like heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. They kept Van Fleet. Uh, you know, that was, you know, for the future because, you know, Larry's a free agent in a year. I'm surprised that they gave, uh, for, I don't know how to pronounce it, like OG and OB. They gave him yeah. a big contract. They, 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 they put in, you know, Siakam, you know, like they still have pieces, but you're like, you're right. I didn't mention them because I just don't see it anymore. Like that's it. Like they had their yeah. run. It, it was, you know, they overachieved, I feel like last year. Like it was like really surprising that. Well, uh, Kawhi, they, still they were like, oh, yeah. 
Like if we if there's no if there's no stop to the season, they maybe ride that momentum to the playoffs, and we were looking at them like as a yeah. favor, like over the any team. I mean, and were they they lost to Boston? Yeah, they lost to Boston. It was a uh, seven games, six six games, seven games. I want to say they were down 0-3 and came back to make it a seven game series, something like that. Yeah, so you know they they they're they fighters, they, they're fighters, they're fighters. Yeah, but I feel like that that's it. That fighting, that torch, that's it. The fire died, kind of die out, and. And then on top of that, losing players that were the ones making that big difference, you know? Uh, I think Lowry, that I mentioned his name, Lowry might be a game, uh, since he's going to be a free agent next year, I don't think he signed an extension. I think that'll be a guy that probably gets traded. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm thinking James Harden gets traded soon. Because I'm trying to think, like, yo, what is going to be that piece in the deadline that switches a team from, like, all right, they're right there, but they need a little something. And I think Kyle Lowry is yeah. the only one. I mean, it makes no sense for them to want to keep him, and he's going to be, like, 34, 35 years old. Yeah, it makes no right. sense. So it's better off they do trade them. And my uh, my most disappointing team for the West is the Rockets. For the reason I just gave right now, I think they trade James Harden. I don't think anything they get back from James Harden is going to be what keeps them at top of the West. But once they trade him, it's going to be there. I think even right now, like, bro, like, he's going to be playing. Like, it's the worst situation to be in, bro, when you have a disgruntled player mm-hmm. and he's there and you're going to be like, he knows he doesn't want to be there. He's stuck. He's playing. But, yo, you think he's really playing to win? I don't think so. And and not for nothing, what sucks about it, too, is that I actually like what they did this offseason. Like, I like the guys they added. Cousins, yeah. Christian mm-hmm. Wood. Like, that if he were to give him himself, like, another chance for that team, I would have felt like, yo, like, don't sleep on the Rockets. But the fact that the situation is what it is, I, don't, I, I see the Rockets as like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my team from the West, you actually kind of took it. <laughs> I, I actually didn't really like the Rockets coming in either, but... um. I had another one that uh, I think they they'll drop off too slightly. I think the Clippers, man. Wow. I think the Clippers. I mean, they they were second last year, and I'm not saying they're not gonna make the playoffs, but I, I feel like they might be in that like fifth seed. I think uh, I think they'll do more uh, uh, low, you know, the workload. The, the you know they'll sit those guys out more you know they they right. they'll, they'll play they're gonna play for the playoffs you know and that would be smart they added good like I like what they did this off season like Ibaka they needed Ibaka bro like that was yeah. they needed somebody to Connor Anthony Davis mm-hmm. like somebody that because they didn't because Harold could score he was good for offense but, but yeah he was a defender so they needed somebody that you know and someone that can shoot because they had Marcus Morris they got it from the Knicks but they didn't have like that big like that if they like was this guy Zubac yeah, like, yeah it wasn't those sensors were like they're limited mm-hmm. Ibaka last year showed you're like yo bro like Ibaka he, first, the... he showed he could still play and he could shoot yeah you hit your three so yeah I feel like they they're not gonna be playing like oh we need the first year we need the second seed no we just need to be healthy in the and, in the playoff and you know seating doesn't matter because we still got to play the games, you know, so either beat them in the first round or beat them in the in the third round, whatever. So I feel like they'll they'll drop off. You know, like I said, obviously, they're going to still be top five in the West, but they're not going to be one of the top 
three teams in the West. I think they'll drop off at least to five. Yeah, I, I got you. I, and I told you, I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the Nuggets, the Lakers. The Lakers, to me, are a given. Like, they're right there. Boom. Put them on the top. Mm-hmm. You know, the Nuggets, you have, like, the Blazers, we mentioned earlier. You have the Mavericks. You have these other teams. I think, they, you know, the West is always like that. The West is always like that. Like, you never know from, like, two to eight. It could be any, It could switch around. Switch around, yeah. And this year more so because I'm telling you, that playing tournament is going to be crazy, bro. Teams are going to be yep. battling. They're not, they're not, they're going to be worried about, you I don't want to be stuck in the seventh AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to play in. I don't want to do the play in. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so almost, uh, let's stick with the West. I have here my most surprised team. It's, it's not going to be a surprise. It's just, you know, because of, the moves they made was the Suns. CP3 is the biggest acquisition of the offseason, barring a, you know, a James Harden trade. This dude, look what he did with OKC, bro. Like, I didn't think OKC was going to make the playoffs last year. Yeah. He did. CP3 still has game. He still has, you know, you know, he has – Devin Booker was the – with Lillard, like the MVPs of the bubble – so he took his game to another level. Another level, yeah. DeAndre Ayton, bro, that's going to be the guy that benefits the most from Chris Paul because the thing with Chris Paul, besides him being still an all-star caliber player, is that he'll, the, the, you know, the leadership. Mm-hmm. This young guy, like, yo, you guys don't know how to win. I'm going to show you guys how to win. And those two dudes are still young enough and Chris Paul still good enough where that comes I, – I, like, right now, when I mention those names in the West – I really want to put the Suns from, like, yo, they went from, let's say, like, 11th, 12th seed or whatever to, like, five or six. Like yeah. That's how big of a jump. And I like their other moves they made. Like, they, they had a couple of good uh, rookies last year that they drafted. Cam Johnson, Macau um, Bridges. Then they added James, uh, Jay Crowder, too, from the Heat. Mm-hmm. They did some really – and kept some players like they did it, y'all. Like they had like one of the best off seasons. Yeah, they did I, real good. I'm telling you, yeah. that jump is gonna be from like 11th to like fifth. Like, yeah, that's yeah. my surprise I, team. Like they're gonna make that crazy jump. Um, is it cheesy? If I say the Warriors. They were last place. Nah, it's not. Especially <laughs> without Clay, it's not. Nah, but um, no, nah, I'm not gonna pick the Warriors because that's a given. Like they're not gonna be. Horrible like they were last last season. Feel like Memphis. I think Memphis they showed towards that you know towards the second half of the season and even into that playing that that tournament you know whatever the the bubble when they were in the bubble those those young kids could play like you know um, Moran he ain't he ain't nothing to play with like he's That's gonna another push one the Knicks missed on <laughs> yeah another one uh-huh. take away so I think he'll push that team and and they might end up just because it's the West and a lot of good teams on that side or at least a lot of teams that are even you know not you know evenly matched they might still do that play-in. They'll make the play-in. But I think they could push at least to, you know, like a six seed, seven seed. The thing with the Grizzlies off my head right now, I'm saying that I want to say Jaron Jackson is going to miss sometime mm-hmm. to start the year. And they were the team that got, you know, most affected by the play-in tournament because they were the AFC. Yeah. They lost it because of the play-in tournament. They, they had that lockdown and they didn't make the playoffs because of it. Yeah. And so, but when I look at the West, like the, of the teams that didn't make it last year, the one team that I could say like, all right, remove this team is the OKC for sure. Take out OKC. They lost too many yeah, yeah. off season. And then maybe the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Take out the Rockets, I say. Because, I'm, I'm again, I'm assuming they trade James Harden. They trade, they trade him away. And then what two teams make the playoffs? And to me, and uh, for me, it's the Suns for sure. And then it's like iffy 
after that with the team you just mentioned, the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. uh, the Pelicans with Zion, a full year of Zion, and that young team. And Golden State. Are you, mm-hmm. are you counting out the Spurs, like like back to back years? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I was I, not that I was gonna go with the Spurs, but like I look, I when I looked at them, I'm like, man, you can never count them out. But I don't think. Uh, I don't think that fire is there no more. Like after after the you know Kawhi left and every you know and all the the OGs kind of left. Like that yeah. same. It's not the same team. It's not the same. That fire is not there. Even though they drafted pretty good though, they they've been drafting a couple young players that yeah I think in a few years will be real good. Nah, if they they're like real rebuilding on the fly, but they're that team that I'm telling you, like it's just it's what I would have hoped the Knicks could do in a sense. Like if you're rebuilding, you should still be fighting for the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. You want those young players to show you, like yo, like they're good. It's just they're just young. Like they're not gonna yeah they, yeah but, show me something. Yeah, because it's not like they 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 suck. Like it's like they they just not winning. You know, they they do fight like. <laughs> They're well coached. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, so. that's a given. I have and the, my surprise team for the East is the Wizards. So mm. a couple of years ago when John Wall was healthy, bro, like him and Beal, they showed. I, I want to say they made it to the second round like twice, maybe back-to-back years. Yeah. And to me, Westbrook, just the fact that he's healthy, and even when, you know, when John Wall was healthy, Westbrook is the better player. But the fact is that John Wall was a big question mark. Westbrook, you know what you're getting. He's healthy right now. He's exactly what they needed as far as like, it's basically like they like similar players, them two. Yeah. Westbrook is the healthier version. The Beal, I think Beal is a superstar. Like, I really think that what's holding him back is the fact that they suck. And I don't think they're going to suck. I think they, they did enough where in the East, that bottom half of the of the East, like, mm-hmm. Pacers, Magic, let's say the Bulls, those kind of teams. The Wizards to me fall like right there, like six, seventh. Like they should be. They, should they were. Be they weren't up. They weren't there. My East team. I kind of like Orlando to to make it into like that that top half of the top. So you know maybe like Out of eight. Yeah, like maybe five, five ish. Like, but like you know, not just like like that drop off from like five to six to be a few games. You know, not like oh, you know, five and five and six are like one game, two games apart. I feel like Orlando at five with like six games better than the team behind them or whatever. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what Orlando did this off season besides draft Core Anthony. That I want to say Jonathan Isaac is out for a little bit, but they signed him to an extension. Aaron Gordon, they still have. Yeah, Markel Fultz, bro. Like he finally looked that's, all right. That's a big part why I, I kind of like kind of like them, just because if this guy could actually play to the potential people thought he had. Which he's been, you know, he he's kind of showed it last year. He he could play again, like that mental problem he had or whatever. I think he he'll be he'll be good for that team to to like make that push. I want to say that you're being ballsier than me with that pick. They have a good squad. I'm trying to look at the the standings from last year just to get an idea of how they were last year. Uh, well, they made they made the playoffs. <laughs> they made the playoffs, but did were they in the top? Mm-mm. They were the AFC. They the AC. And they held on to that. Uh, they didn't do a play-in last year because the East... They didn't, yeah, they didn't need to. Yeah, they didn't need to do a play-in for last year. So they were part of the bubble. They made the AC. So 33 wins, 33 and 40. I uh, just looked at this squad. If I'm if I'm doing my math right, where if a scenario where you're saying they're going to be the fifth seed, it would be uh, if I'm keeping the Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, and Nets as the top. Well, it's, it's less games. So... Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying the Bucks, Raptors... 
no, sorry, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, and Nets. Like, let's say this is the top five of the, the cream of the crop of the East. Yeah. We'll have the Magic ahead of the Pacers and the Raptors as, like, they're going to be ahead of those two teams. Yeah. From the playoff picture from last year. And then still better than other teams that are going to be probably, like, making improvements, like the Hawks uh, or one team and the Wizards. The Wizards. Team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, like I, you went you went more surprising than me because I, I feel like with Wizards, with, with being... Well, not really. Um, the Wizards, I, I, just, I just felt like... That that was a given. They really they're gonna be better. Like yeah, you know, like I I try to see where what team could actually surprise. You know, Wizards. We know they're gonna be better. Like for sure. Like I like that Westbrook and Embiid combination. For some reason, I feel like Westbrook is gonna be his numbers gonna look like MVP season numbers. Damn, I should have drafted him in fantasy. If that's the case. You should have. I took it more like he's gonna be the Robin to Beal's Batman. No, nah, well, no, nah, he's gonna have the ball, and Bill is not gonna mind letting him run around and just wait for that open shot. Dang, I, I'm kind of hoping that we see a different side of Westbrook. That he, because I feel like him going to the Rockets was supposed to be like him accepting that he was gonna be the number two. Yeah, and then but the problem is, bro, you he's okay with being number two, but then it's like, yo, I just can't stand him. You can't have Westbrook standing in the corner. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, waiting no, that's why you can't pull up threes. Nah, um, but with Bill, Bill, not that he's James Harden, but Bill is really good. And like, I think, like I said, he thinks he's a superstar that is just not thought of as a superstar because that team has been bad. Yes. So, I mean, I'm curious, too. Like He's a stud. He's a stud. I always like him. About the draft, the NBA draft, remember that day I was I was, we was side-chatting. I was asking, you know, I forgot what I was telling you or whatever. But if you remember, I text in the group chat. It was like uh, to draft Westbrook. Like, I don't know if you remember that. This is years ago? We're talking about? No, right now, right now. Uh, a couple to days draft ago. draft Westbrook or to trade for Westbrook? No, no, to draft him. To draft him. Not to oh, tell you. Fantasy, I, I said it. Fantasy. Yeah. In fantasy. And he's going to go back to triple-double Westbrook. He's going to go, but yeah, I felt like he's going to have that type of season over here. No, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I want to say he was ranked low enough where if you bet and fell into that, I think the thing what happens is that when you see two all-stars together, you see like they cancel each other a little bit. In OKC, when he did have the triple-doubles and one MVP, he had like literally nobody as a secondary score. Yeah, yeah. You know? So with Bill, like, bro, Bill's going to get his 25. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no yeah, going and, and five of those is going to be uh, Westbrook assists. <laughs> you know, five, five, five shots is going to be yeah. from Westbrook assisting him. Yeah. All right, let's finish off with the... Our, our West and East predictions, like who you have coming out of the the West and the East, and then our find like the, who who's winning the NBA Finals overall. Let's just put on record. I think uh, from the East, I feel like uh, Milwaukee finally is gonna get over that hump. I'm with you, and to just elaborate, I I tell people, you know, I had last week we did a fantasy like breakdown of for positions and fantasy basketball, but for real life, I see Drew Holiday. I said he was gonna be a bust because I'm like, yo, he's not gonna have the ball like he had in New Orleans, and they gave up all these draft picks, mm-hmm. and it was worth it for two reasons. One, he is that big of an upgrade over Bledsoe. Yeah, like defensively, like Bledsoe was 
actually a good defender, but yo, Drew Holiday's like all NBA defender, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And shooting wise, bro, like you see Bledsoe, yo, in the playoffs, he shrinks. We've shrinks, seen yeah. him a couple of years already. Like he just shrinks, bro. He's just that person that, yeah, he's fine for the regular season, but once the playoff hits, he, he's not there. So I like that. And then also, bro, they convinced Giannis to stay. He committed, bro. That's it, yeah. That in itself was worth the trade for Holiday. Yep. Giannis is committed. So now that you know Giannis is committed, that organization could just focus on, yo, this is our team. We have the goal for this year. You know what it is. It's been the goal, but now you know, yo, everybody, yo, we're here, we're committed. And I think that helped them because if if they would have gone into the season with Giannis not signing that extension, that would have been a cloud over it. Like the whole season. It's a distraction, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I just feel like all those other teams in the East, that at the top they lost something or they I don't think it's you know it, it might not happen this year for them like the Sixers they still got the same Embiid and Simmons can they play yeah new coach new new players right you have the Celtics they lost Hayward they haven't really like you know uh, Kimba's hurt mm-hmm. that's we already spoke about it they, they're worried about injuries and yeah. they stay healthy that kind of thing so to me the Bucks. They added to the team, but they didn't tr- like change like their core. Like that one place they did change was just point guard. And they got better. Yeah. And they got better. Mm-hmm. Maybe lost a little bit of depth because they turned away, uh, you know, George Hill. George Hill, yeah, yeah a few players. They tried to get that dude from the the, the Hawks guy by Janovic. Yeah. Well, they tried to like really put like that all star starting lineup kind of thing. That would have been. Oh. That would have been. That would have sealed I, like hardcore like for sure but I like that kid they kept though like the ones that were going to trade Dante yeah yeah I like that kid that's again that's somebody that the one that says is going to be his third year coming up that him as your fifth piece your shooting guard like the last guy in your starting lineup is good enough so that's I, I'm with you I got the I got the bucks I put here in my paper that, that I just have them beating the Sixers I just see the Sixers mm. like I had them last year the Sixers it was like I picked the Sixers and Clippers last year uh, like I was that big of a believer in the Sixers but the I saw Yo, no lie. Like a month into the season, I'm like, oh shit, Horford is not gonna fit. Like this is this was bad. Like yeah. I really thought that he was gonna be good for them, like in different ways. That yo, they could sit and beat. Like Bring him, yeah. Yeah, Horford could shoot. Horford is one of those steady, smart players. Mm-hmm. And yo, it just was a bad fit. Like it just bad, well, sometimes shit is bad fit. And they, you know, they rectified that this year by making by trading him away. Yeah. But uh yeah, I have the Bucks over the Sixers. Are we both in agreement with the Lakers coming out of the West? Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I it's hard to pick against them. Like uh, all these teams that are good, I don't think they have enough. Like 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 Milwaukee didn't go over the hump, and I feel like they will now. I don't see any other team in the West actually getting over the hump yet. Like Denver, I think they need maybe in like another two seasons. You know, certain teams, I don't think they're they're ready to actually. I don't think they, they could beat the Lakers. The only team I guess the Clippers, but I don't see no team beating the Lakers in seven. Yeah, I would want. I have here Lakers over Clippers. The clip that's the one matchup we didn't get to see where it was like, you know, we thought it was inevitable. It wasn't inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like that it has to be motivation for them to bounce back and use that as redemption that they, they play so poorly. Yeah, the playoffs, the Clippers, but um, I don't necessarily think you know, going from I you, you don't want to know something interesting was that Kawhi suggested to Tyron Lu to uh implement the triangle offense, mm. like put more sets of the triangle. So he wanted to be like Kobe and Jordan and have that 
you know, that offense run where, again, just to give him a different look because yeah. you know, whatever was last year, it was basically iso balls, either Kawhi iso or oh, George George didn't really yeah. have, like, offense. So he suggested that. So that's one thing already that Lou, as I guess, like, letting them, you know, run it, try it kind of thing. But I don't yeah, – I tell you, like, the Lake. this is the crazy thing. The Lakers had a championship team. They won the championship, and they got better. They so got better. Yeah. I, I don't see how, unless it's an injury – to one of their two key players where it's like they, where they fall off mm-hmm. and again none of these teams really improved to that point the one team I had the Clippers here but the one team that I, like I told you earlier the Blazers are the one team that I just I don't know there's something about a guy like Lillard it's just can they do it where they don't have to play him yeah yeah 48 minutes that they, they, if he sits down they could withhold a lead you know like we stand a lead yeah and they do that and that's the one thing I wouldn't sleep on as like yo like it's just like about about matchups, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a matchup. Like they gave the Lakers a good run for for their money. It's just that they they ran the gap, just the, the the tank empty. And do you have anything you want to add before we finish off today? No, I'm good. Um, thank you for having me. Um, like I said, I, I'm leaving for a few. Um, and hopefully, uh, when I be when I come back, we, you know, we can do this again. And you know, I always appreciate you uh, for being on the podcast. Glad to finally have you on again. And, uh, you know, let's see if we do some jugaditas this week. Yeah, yeah, let's make that happen. Like, quote-unquote, final week of the football, like NFL season, but not playoffs yet. And then uh, fantasy, uh, wishing everybody luck who's still in the race. I want to say the matches are, let's see, Eric. It's Eric versus Dono and Raj in 654-14 Man League. You have the Goatee and Pooch in the Dynasty League. That's a little interesting two-quarterback league. Then you have Jad versus little brother, little Goatee, Raymond. Little Goatee. In that league. And then I want to say is Harvey and Calvin in the other 654. Oh, that league. Harvey and Calvin. So 37, what is that? 30, no, 3548. Wow, really? Those two? Like, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they were supposed to be a rookie league. That was a rookie league, and then, wow. I, uh, uh, horrible. That, is that going to be the only league they could really win? Damn, you put your rookie, A little rookie league? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to say you said it. Right, thank you. Until next time. Peace. Later. <laughs>